0: shalom everybody, I'm so glad that you could join me today for Mercy Pours Forth. I pray that this will be a blessing to you and so I have a lot to share with you so let's get started. So bear with me while I get the screen up, there we go. So, 10 Days of Awe, Reflection, Repentance, and Reconciliation. So, if you're watching this, you have probably been in this process of reflection, repentance, and reconciliation. The Road Less Traveled, the Narrow One. I love this quote by Socrates. The unexamined life is not worth living. And what a beautiful picture that is. Is it not? It makes me homesick for upstate New York. So let's do a little review. So step one of the 12 steps of recovery is admitting, surrendering. Step two is coming to believe, gaining clarity. Step three is building trust and having faith in Abba Yah. So Tony A's overarching concern about using the AA steps, Alcoholics Anonymous steps, as written is that adult children experienced abandonment and victimization early in life and therefore live lives based on shame and fear. He goes on to explain that we cannot be restored to a sanity we never experienced. Our parents modeled a higher power we couldn't trust. We are the victims, not the perpetrators of the abuse we experienced as children. Shame and guilt keep us from loving and accepting ourselves. Adult children should not be directed to make amends to dangerous people. Snapshot. Quick snapshot on how the the steps fit in with the fall feast. Are you ready to be healed? Which is step six of the 12 steps. Humbly ask him to remove all these defects of character. That's step seven, which is humility. Step eight is brotherly love. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And that is taken from Alcoholics Anonymous, AA and NA. So we make a list of people that we had harmed. Sometimes in ACA, adult children, alcoholic dysfunctional families, we talk about making a list of the harms done to us because that breaks the denial about what happened to us in childhood and how it's impacting us as adults. How are we manifesting what was done to us? A lot of people suffer with post-traumatic stress or complex post-traumatic stress and they're not even aware of it and they're always um, beating themselves up asking, you know, what is wrong with, with me? I did that for many years. So we need to remember to put ourselves on this list. I don't know about you. I don't know what your story is. But my story is I did a lot of harm to my own self. Step nine is all about making direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Once again, um, this is a step that takes wisdom and discernment. And a lot of times in 12-step programs, they suggest working the steps with another person who's further down the road in this journey of recovery. And step nine is definitely one of those steps that takes uh, a lot of wisdom and discernment and help from a sponsor or a mentor. In step four, we call it a moral inventory because we compile a list of traits and behaviors that have transgressed our highest or moral values. We also inventory our good traits and the behaviors that represent them in our lives moral inventory in our lives moral inventory the defects or dysfunctional behaviors might include some that once worked some dysfunctional behaviors may have saved our lives as children but they are now out of date they're self-defeating and they cause us a great deal of trouble when we use them as an adult that's taken from A Hunger for Healing, page 61. So what was once survival skills um, are now defects of character. Now those very things that kept us alive are working against us in our marriages, workplace settings. And we see the fallout also in our communities and in our congregations. So once again step four we made a search searching and blameless inventory of our parents because in essence we had become them (laughs) no way a lot of us do not want to look at how we are like our parents a lot of us made vows that we would never parent the way our parents parented that we would never be like our mother never be like our father but truth be told, we do have some of those characteristics. <laughs> I love these pictures. Like mother like daughter. Like mother like daughter. Oh crap. <laughs> you know, it's it's epigenetics, it's, you know, the DNA. It's the ancestry, gene, genealogy. And I love this, never, I'll never turn to the dark side. You've failed, your highness. I am a Jedi like my father before me. So that is Luke Skywalker. And there's a picture of his father who has turned to the dark side. So maybe you have fought against your father's legacy like Luke Skywalker. Last week, we talked about father wounds and mother wounds. And, you know, I, I shared with you a poem from, um, <laughs> from a person who <laughs> struggles with the characteristics that she's taken on by osmosis, by, you know, being raised with an abusive father who also was raised in an abusive household. And this is generational. The scriptures have many examples of sons and daughters following after their parents' ways, both for good and for evil. Second Kings 21.20, uh, like his father Manasseh, he sinned against the Lord. And Second Kings 21.20, once again, it talks about uh, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to all that his father had done. So, um, you know, evil or good. I was born into this family and all I got was a bad attitude. Love that, I can relate to that. So this is just an example of uh, one of the worksheets that can be used in AA or NA. Um, I think the um, ACA, we have a workbook that we work through So this shows a review of resentments. I'm resentful at, so the cause of my resentment and how does it affect my life and what is the exact nature of my wrongs, faults, mistakes, defects, and shortcomings. Am I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, frightened, inconsiderate? How is it affecting me? It's affecting my self-esteem, self-respect security, instinct, material, emotional, personal relationships, sex relationships, ambitions, fear. How how is this affecting my life? Once again, Socrates says, an unexamined life is not worth living. And again, step four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So I like this, it's a little blurry, I apologize for that, but it, it's a great depiction of the dysfunctional family tree. We had promiscuous Priscilla, abusive Abe, um, Edna the enabler, and gambling Gary, no job Bob, alcoholic gal, and so on and so forth overcoming your dysfunctional family breaking free to be your true self and that's what it's all about it's overcoming it is overcoming through the blood of the messiah it is overcoming through the Ruach Hakadash. it is overcoming the flesh and it's breaking free from the chains the generational shackles to become your true authentic self and this takes work. I like this. Forgive yourself for not knowing better at the time. Forgive yourself for giving away your power. Forgive yourself for past behaviors. Forgive yourself for the survival patterns and traits you picked up while enduring trauma. Forgive yourself for being who you needed to be. A cycle breaker is someone in your family who disrupts a genetic imprint, starts the healing in the family, recognizes dysfunctional behavior in themselves, and changes it. Takes time to understand why the people in their family are as they are. Recognizes coping mechanisms that are no longer helpful. Doesn't seem to fit in with the family. <laughs> is ready to know themselves outside of the family system, recognizes unhealthy, familiar uh, patterns, and chooses to not repeat them. Be the parent you needed as a child to own your own inner child. Be the parent you needed as a child to your own inner child. (laughs) Be the woman or be the man you needed as a girl or a boy. I love these scriptures. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall. Malachi 4.2 Once that weight is lifted off through going through the process of healing, you become much freer. It's like a weight just being lifted off. I love this. When Yeshua heard this, he responded, Don't be afraid. Just keep trusting and she will be healed. That's taken from Luke 8.50. Another beautiful promise. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says Yehovah. Jeremiah 30, 17, that is such a beautiful promise. So another way that we overcome is we fill our tool bags with those tools that help you. Not every tool is for everybody because we're all individual. It takes different tools like I like massage therapy. Some people may not. There's tools that I use that may not fit for you. There may be things that help you that don't help me. Same thing with the guys. Men, find accountability, help the discipleship group, find the tools that will help you heal from all that you have witnessed, all the experiences that negatively impacted you. You know, I love to encourage our guys, you know, our, our brothers to do the healing. There's nothing sissy about recovery. It's becoming all that the father created you to be. It's all about becoming that man. It's all about coming, becoming that woman, that son, that daughter of the most high God. And um, I'm hoping to do some shows with some of our brothers one that i've been um networking with is curtis reed from i believe his ministry is called the donkey speaks curtis reed talks a lot about arrested development and how trauma is impacting the body of the messiah so um i will be having him on my show monday show and also i I want to encourage you that are listening to this to um let me get out of here to join with the um sorry I'm a little distracted trying to find my way back <laughs> there we go uh, i just want to encourage you to join the men's group on telegram and there's a group of men there that are discipling one another, holding each other accountable. We all need that. We all need safe people in our lives, even if it's only one person that we can be real with. Remember, step five is sharing our inventory with with another person, with Jehovah, with ourselves and with another person. There's something very powerful about telling our story with a safe person so anyways that's all i have for you today i hope that it was a blessing remember this is a journey and it's a journey not an event and it takes time and one of my very favorite scriptures promises is philippians 1 6 being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will be faithful. He will be faithful to complete that work to the day of Messiah's return for his bride. With that, I bid you shalom.